Hey everyone, welcome to the Lighthouse Podcast, where you can hear our latest teachings and conversations. Hey, everybody, and welcome back. Thanks for joining us today, and hello to those of you who are watching us on Sunday morning, also known as Jamie's Church, and hopefully you're comfy and enjoying your Sunday morning. Lots of people have been uh, watching us and following along from outside of Graham and Ann, and hello to you folks, and thanks for watching. And if you're watching us on Charlotte County TV, way to go. Awesome. Love you, Charlotte County TV, and a huge thanks for that. We're in week seven, yeah, seven of our series in Ephesians called A Mighty Good Future. Now, most of you know that Gayla and I live in a very old building that used to be a general store in Mercantile for 100 years or more. And um, old building is just so full and rich of character and it's, you know, it's got all the neat looking nooks and crannies and places to explore and things like that. And we're still finding interesting things in that, in that old building. We love it. Well, I've been cleaning out the, the butcher basement. Yeah, it's got a butcher basement. And uh, there are actually three basements in this big old thumper of a building. And when we, when we bought the building, the butcher basement looked like something out of a Stephen King novel. I, it, just, it looked like a crime scene, for sure. Uh, There were meat hooks hanging and grinders and knives and stains. And I mean, it's just, it did not look good. Scary place. And I've cleaned it out before, but in the last couple of weeks, I've really, really tackled it and I went at it. And I completely emptied uh, those rooms. There's two rooms there in in the butcher basement. And I'm going to use it as my, as my workshop. I'm going to fill it full of tools and things like that. And so part of my renovation in the butcher basement was uh, vastly updating the the lighting situation uh, from early 1900s dungeon to, you know, 2021, four-foot-long LED beams and uh, LED bars. And I I put three of those four-foot-long LEDs in one of the rooms, and I put two of the four-foot-long LEDs in another one of the rooms, and then I plugged those babies in, and I mean, it was was so bright you could hardly see, and my first thought was, man, I I didn't know how dark it was in here until until the lights went on, and now now that those lights are on, I, I thought it was clean, you know how that is, and now that I can see, I've got to clean it again. I can, I can see things that I could never see before. You know how it feels when the lights go on? When you couldn't see before, but you do see now. Uh, or when someone illuminates something for you, or they shed light on something. When someone doesn't know something, uh, the expression is, well, I was, they were in the dark, or I was in the dark. And I seem to be in the dark a lot when I think about it. The older I get, the more in the dark I am. In fact, one of my new sayings is, you don't know what you don't know until you know, you know? Like, you don't know what you don't know until you know. And I, that seems to be happening to me 
a lot lately. And we use these uh, light and dark metaphors spiritually as well. There's, there's dark and there's light. And Jesus is the light. And when you choose to believe in him and follow him, we use phrases like you're stepping out of darkness and into the light. And that dark and light imagery is found throughout the Bible as well. And Paul uses that imagery here in Ephesians in the verse that we're going to read today. And as he thinks about uh, the churches that he's writing to and the people that he's writing to and how he loves them and what he wants to see God do in their lives, in verse 18 he says, I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light. There it is. There's that expression, that imagery. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope he has given to those he called. His holy people who are, who are his rich and glorious inheritance. Maybe like somebody plugging in 20 feet of LED light bars in a dark dungeon of a basement and it's just flooded with light. The lights go on. And the, the heart, the essence of Paul's prayer is that you and I would experience all that is available to us in Jesus. Paul wants your heart, your life to be flooded with the light of Jesus. A few weeks ago, Gayla was coming home. My wife Gayla was coming home from St. John, and uh, she stopped to grab uh, a Starbucks coffee on her way home. And she gets to the window uh, of Starbucks, to the drive-through window, and a relative was working the window. It's one of Jay and Sharon Guptel's boys, Matthew, was was working the drive-through window. So they had a great chat and uh, reconnecting and all that sort of stuff. And then Gayla gets back on the highway, and she's headed towards the ferry for Graham and Ann, and she reaches for her drink, and there is no drink. <laughs> she drove away from the drive-thru without her drink. <laughs> it was paid for, but she didn't get to enjoy it. And Paul wants you to get everything. He wants you to not miss out on anything. Everything that Jesus paid for, Paul wants you to be flooded with, with, with just everything that is available, every gift and every good thing that is available in Jesus to us, his children. Paul wants you to have it all. And I just love the, the wording, the, the, the imagery that he uses that our hearts be flooded with light. Now, that word heart in Scripture uh, means the deepest part of you. Your mind, your soul, your emotions, your being. It's all summed up in that word heart. It's, it's you at your very core. The part of you that makes you who you are. It, it, your heart is the part of you that influences your decisions. It's out of your heart that your mouth speaks or your fingers type. That's out of your heart. Your heart is where you trust people. Your heart is where you hold the things that you know to be true. 
your heart reveals your character. It's, it's in your heart that, that it's your heart that is being transformed as you continue to follow Jesus and walk with Jesus on a daily basis. It's your heart that's, that's being changed and transformed as you are becoming more and more like Jesus. Like those great theologians need to breathe said, we need more heart and less attack. Great song. Look it up. There you go. Paul is writing to people who, who already believe. This letter, Ephesians, is written to churches. It's, it's to people who already believe. And so if they are believers in Jesus, they've already stepped out of darkness and into the light, but they're not getting the full effect. There's more light to be had. Did you catch that? They're believers. They're followers. They've already stepped out of darkness, out of their, their old ways of living. They've stepped into the light, the truth of Jesus, who he is, um, his resurrection, all of that. And Paul's telling them that there's, they have some light, not, not sun, S-U-N, but some, S-O-M-E. They've got some light but they're not getting the full effect. He's telling them there is more available. And I don't know about you, but this, this idea that there's more available, that I might, not be, I might not be experiencing all that Jesus has for me, that, 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 that is jarring to me. That, that, that really uh, makes me wonder, like, if there's more of Jesus available, I want it all. I want to experience all the riches, all the power, all the goodness, all the love. Like, I just, I just want to know all the Jesus that I can know. And I want, to, I want to experience all of Jesus that I can possibly experience. We used to sing uh, a hymn that said, more, more about Jesus, more that I would know about Jesus. I don't, I don't want to be a half-lit Christian I don't want to be a half-baked Christian or shady or dim or in the dark for no good reason. If there's more of Jesus, I want more. And Paul leads us to, to believe and understand in this text that you can be a Jesus follower and be living below your full illuminated potential. You can be a follower of Jesus and be living be living below your illuminated potential, that there's more available. Wow. Now, before you pray for light, as Paul prayed in Ephesians 1, verse 18, that your hearts would be flooded with light, before you pray for light, you need to be honest about the places in your life that need light. Wow. Before you pray for light, you and I, we need to be honest about the places that need light. Paul's, Paul's word is a, a flood of light here in Ephesians. Not a flood light, but it's a tsunami of light. Honestly, when I threw the lights on and I plugged in those lights in my old basement of death, poof, instantly, I could see like never before. I could see things that I had never seen 
before. Every, every corner was illuminated. Every cobweb underneath every table. There was nothing hiding in that basement when those lights went on. And if you pray this prayer, you better be ready for the Holy Spirit to come in and flood to come in with, with all the glory and power of the resurrected Jesus in your life, and all darkness will be expelled. Whatever you've been hiding will, be, will come to light. It'll be, it'll be brought out into the light. Things that you haven't seen in forever will, will, will surface. They'll be seen. They will come into the light. And it's good, gang. It's all good. It's God's plan, and it's available, and we, we should want all the light that we can possibly, possibly get in our lives. This book, this book, let's hold up the Word of God. This book begins with God speaking light into the darkness. That's how this book begins. God fills the voids with beautiful things. He speaks light and life, and the darkness could not resist his voice. The Bible didn't need to begin with the creation story, but I'm glad that it does because it shows us right from the beginning. It shows us the heart of God, that, that God wants to expel the darkness, that God wants to create something new and something beautiful. Um, he wants us to live in his light and in his truth with no shame and no sin. And God would go even as far as giving us his son to bring us back into the light, to bring us back to Eden. I can't take credit uh, for connecting the light of creation with this verse in Ephesians with, with light flooding into our hearts. That light of creation and light flooding. I can't take credit for connecting those two points. Paul al already did this in uh, another one of his letters, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 3 through 7. 3 through 7, that's a little tricky to say. And... Um, let me read that. If you're writing, if you're taking notes this morning, write this down so you can look it up later. 2 Corinthians 4, 3 to 7. Where Paul says, If the good news we preach is hidden behind a veil, it is hidden only from people who are perishing. Satan, who is the god of this world, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. They are unable to see the glorious light there it is. Underline that. The glorious light of the good news. They don't understand this message about the glory of Christ, who is the exact likeness of God. You see, Paul says, we don't go around preaching about ourselves. We preach that Jesus Christ is Lord, and we ourselves are your servants for Jesus' sake. For God who said, let there be light in the darkness has made this light shine in our hearts. There's the connection right there. God who said, let there be light in the darkness, has made this light shine in our hearts so that we could know the glory of God that is seen in the face of Jesus Christ. We now have this light shining in our hearts. 
But we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. This makes it clear that our great power is from God, not from ourselves. <laughs> That's an awesome, awesome text. And the more that I studied this, this truth uh, this week, when I was preparing and studying the, these scriptures, the more that I studied this, the more excited I got. Come on, lean into this with me today, if you're friends. If you're, if you're following along, lean into this with me for a few minutes. There is life-giving and hope-building truth in this text. Ephesians 1, verse 18. It is life-giving and hope-building. If you are tired of COVID, raise your hand, right? Lean into this with me this morning. If you have some, some pain or crud or fear pushed down deep into the basement of your heart, lean into this text with me this morning or today, whenever you're, whenever you're watching this. If you are battling worry or depression or anxiety or loneliness, there is tremendous hope in, this, in God's word today. The very light of creation is the light of the gospel, and it's the same light that, that, that can flood our hearts, that shines into our hearts. Paul connected that from Ephesians 1, verse 18, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, all the way back to the, the light of the beginning of creation. And he says that it's the same light. It's a mind-blowing thought that the light that God spoke into creation is the light of the gospel, and it's the same light that can flood your hearts. Wow. Before God flipped the switch of creation, there was just darkness and void. Now, I don't know. We, we, we can't imagine that level of darkness. That we, just, we just can't. How much light burst into the darkness when God began creation, when God spoke that first light, how much light broke into that darkness and began to form and, and design and create life where there was just chaos and darkness before. How much power is in the light of the gospel to turn our hearts towards, towards God? How much light to change a, a person's life, to break the chains of sin and darkness and, and addiction and what, whatever else in our lives to turn our hearts towards God. How much light, how much power is in that light to restore us, to replace hatred and selfishness with the love of God? This is the light that rolled the stone away from the tomb of Jesus. And Paul says that it, it's that same light, the very same light that is shining in our hearts. If, if there's enough power in that light to, to, for creation, if there's enough power in that light for the resurrection of Jesus, there's enough power in that light to, to change and heal and restore and renew anything in any place in your life, in your heart. Paul says it's the very same light. And his prayer, and my prayer, is that that light of God would be 
turned up to maximum illumination in your heart, in your life. When you pray, Lord, not my will, but yours, you're letting in that light. Just, just like that. When you invite God to search your heart, if, if today you say, Lord, I want that light. Come and, and search every part of my life, and I will not hide anything from you. You're, you're letting in that same light. When you lay aside your stubbornness, when you stop running and hiding, when you agree with the Holy Spirit to let go of, of, of grudges and inflictions from the past, you're letting in the light. It's the same light that warmed the earth for the very first time and brought beauty out of nothing. That's the light. That's the power uh, that can shine in our hearts. Wow. Paul prays in Ephesians 1.18 that your heart would be flooded with the light of God so that you can understand the confident hope he has given to those that he has called his holy people who are his rich and glorious inheritance. People who have the light don't fear the darkness. I'm going to say that again. People who have the light don't fear the darkness. And Paul prays for us to understand fully uh, the hope, the confident hope that we have in Jesus. If your hope tank has been getting a little empty, if your, your hope has been getting a little, little wobbly or wavering, let in the light. Uh, just, just, just have some time with, with Jesus where you, where you invite the Holy Spirit to flood your heart with light. Pray for the light of God to flood your life. Live in your full illuminated potential. I'm just going to close with these words from Psalm 46. Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. So we will not fear when earthquakes come and the mountains crumble into the sea. Let the oceans roar and foam. Let the mountains tremble as the waters surge. A river brings joy to the city of our God, the sacred home of the Most High. God dwells in that city. It cannot be destroyed. From the very break of day, God will protect it. The nations are in chaos, and their kingdoms crumble. God's voice thunders, and the earth melts. The Lord of heaven's armies is here among us. The God of Israel is our fortress. Come, see the glorious works of the Lord. See how he brings destruction upon the world. He causes wars to end throughout the earth. He breaks the bow and snaps the spear. He burns the shields with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be honored by every nation. I will be honored throughout the world. The Lord of heaven's armies is here among us. The God of Israel is our fortress. Be still. Be still and know 
that I am God. Thanks again for joining us today. God bless. Thanks for listening and joining us today. If you'd like to know more about the Lighthouse Church, you can find us on Facebook at Lighthouse Graham and Ann or on Instagram at The Lighthouse GM. We'd love to chat with you more. Maybe something jumped out at you or grabbed your attention while you were listening today. We would love to talk with you and discuss some of the deeper questions of life together. God loves you, we love you, and we're in this together.